food bloggers. Hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. Gio was such a great guest for this episode. I love guests like him, just open and insightful and encouraging and just a lovely all around human being. You guys are going to love this episode. I am anticipating Geo Banks Weston from Geo's Table joins me in this conversation to talk about how to leverage social media, specifically Instagram, to springboard your blog and or your podcast. Gio has a story that a lot of us probably cannot relate to in the way that he started Instagram first and used it as kind of a learning ground to explore other areas of his business. He used Instagram to learn photography and lighting. He used it to get to know what his target audience was and to build community. And he even used it to figure out a focus for his podcast and figuring out that he wanted to start a podcast in the first place. So it's really cool the way he has used Instagram as a really great tool for success in other areas of his business. So hopefully you guys get a lot out of this episode. I absolutely loved this conversation. It is episode number 442, sponsored by Rank IQ. Food bloggers, are you wanting to tap into additional revenue and improve your site experience for users? Chicory might be a great solution for you. Chicory is a leading monetization platform for food bloggers, enabling you to integrate highly relevant, shoppable ads into your recipe content and earn revenue from top CPG brands. Chicory's hyper-contextual ads and shoppable technology will help you improve your site experience and engagement, allowing your readers to go from inspiration to checkout in just a few clicks. Enjoy easy installation and ongoing access to the Chicory team at zero cost to you. Chicory makes it easy to track your earnings, optimize your blog content using recipe insights, and connect with its team. Plus, with integrations with leading ad networks such as Mediavine and 60-plus retailers, Chicory makes it so simple to get started earning revenue today. Head to eblogtalk.com forward slash resources and click the Chicory link to get started. Scroll down to the Chicory logo, click the button that says learn more about Chicory, or you can go to chicory.co slash food bloggers to learn more and sign up. That's chicory.co slash food bloggers. Geo Banks Weston is a food and culture blogger, influencer, and recipe developer based in Philadelphia. In 2014, he launched his blog, Geo's Table, where he shares recipes rooted in the African diaspora, as well as highlights Black-owned businesses and explores food's connection to Black culture. In 2019, he started his podcast, Table 86, to showcase underrepresented creators transforming the food and beverage industry. His work has been featured in Food 52, The Washington Post, The Spruce Eats, and Philadelphia Magazine, and he currently serves on the boards of PA Eats and Eat the Culture, combating food insecurity and supporting Black culinary entrepreneurs, respectively. 
Hello, Gio. How are you today? Hey, Megan. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good too. Thanks for asking. Super happy to have you on the podcast. I know you and I had had a conversation a couple months ago, right? Now? Yeah, it's been a couple months. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, super fun. Invaluable. I really appreciate it. Your help and your tips. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll have to touch base on that and how everything's going. But we are going to talk today about just leveraging your social media to kind of benefit your blog and or your podcast, which I know you have both and we'll get into that. But first, we would love to know if you have a fun fact to share. Sure. So um, I guess this is a fun fact. So even though I am, I work in marketing by day and blog by night, I am actually an instructional designer by trade and I have my doctorate in uh, educational technology. I think I said this to you before, but what what does that mean? (laughs) What is educational technology? (laughs) So uh, educational technology, specifically my research interests are how we use communicative technology. So we're on Skype, Skype, even like social media, Facebook for to build social capital. So and build community. So I, I think about how you grow and develop by interacting with people through using those types of tools. Ah, love how you describe that. That's amazing. So cool. So you are definitely a well-versed human. You've got your hands in kind of all different aspects of <laughs> life and like work. Yeah. So it makes you very well-rounded. Super cool to learn that about you. Okay, well, let's dig into the topic, which I'm super excited to chat with you about. Would you mind starting just by telling us a little bit about your blog and your podcast? Sure. So my blog is Geo's Table, and uh, I have a really simple philosophy that I've had since the beginning of the blog, and that's eat well, share experience, and cultivate community. So it's a food and lifestyle blog. You'll find new takes on old favorite comfort food recipes, a lot of recipes rooted in the Black experience in the African diaspora. And at some point, I evolved the blog and started a podcast similar to you. And the podcast is a play on Geo's Table. It is Table 86. And I interview creatives of color who I feel are disrupting the food and beverage industry. Each show has an educational component that I call a table topic where my guests get to teach my listeners something within their area of expertise. Okay. And then how old is your, when did you start your podcast and when did you start blogging? So my podcast is about three years old. I started it right before the pandemic. And I know pandemic time is a little different. <laughs> and then my blog, I started in around, around 2014, 2015. Okay. So you are definitely a little bit on the seasoned side with there. And then where did Instagram come into play? At what point did you start really getting into Instagram? So Instagram is what started everything. Ooh. The blog and podcast actually came after. When I started on Instagram, I had lived in Philly for a couple years. I was living alone for the first time, and I just wanted to explore everything that Philadelphia had to offer. And at that time, Instagram was really all about that, right? Just posting what you're doing in the moment. And at, at that time, I was eating out at a lot of restaurants because the restaurant scene here was booming. At one point, uh, my husband, his his 
at the time he was my boyfriend, but uh, his best friend was like, oh, you kind of have an eye for food photography. You should really lean into that. And that at the time, I think my Instagram handle was geodarwinism. Darwin is my uh, middle name. And so that's when I changed it to Geo's Table. Mm -hmm. And I really focused on eating out in Philadelphia, and, and beyond and travel. And then in the past, I, I've always been a creative at heart. I love writing. So a blog was always eventually the goal. And it was just a natural, it became a natural transition for me to start it, especially having already had a social media presence. And I wanted to really explore as I said, new takes on comfort food. But you know, growing up, I didn't really eat that adventurously. We were a very meat and potatoes family. So it was really my exploration into trying new ingredients, learning more about Black food history. And that's kind of what started the blog. And then did you transition from doing like Philly food to like a wider array of food on Instagram after that? Yeah, I'm actually. So occasionally here and there on Instagram, I did focus mostly on the restaurant scene, but occasionally here and there I did post, oh, I'm cooking at home or I'm trying this new ingredient. And I actually saw a a lot of response from that. Like people would be like, oh, that's interesting. Or where did you get that spice? And so I knew there was something there. And and that's really one of the inspirations behind the blog as well. Okay. Interesting. It's always fun to see how stories evolve like this. Like yours is definitely a more non-traditional one, which I like because it's like my story is kind of the cookie cutter. Like you start a blog with the hopes of monetizing and then you do Mm -hmm. Instagram because you have to do Instagram and your story is very different from that. So yeah, this is really cool. So now today, how do you use Instagram? Do you use it as a way to showcase your blog recipes or is it kind of still a collection of different things? Well, you know, having Instagram, having a blog, and then having the podcast as well, I really had to create some swim lanes and distinct purposes for how I use each one. So on Instagram, I do post photos of recipes. I also post a lot of lifestyle content where I'm eating in the city, when I'm traveling, events I might attend. I'm an extrovert, so I'm always out and about. The blog is really centered in the recipes, some lifestyle content, but mostly mostly recipes. And then the podcast, that was really me building and cultivating that community piece. And I just, every episode, I meet someone new. I say I make a new friend. And I learn more about Black food history, Black food ways, adversity in the, in the industry. So, so it has been really a fulfilling project for me that I didn't expect um, to take off in the way that it did. So really you've used Instagram and I don't know if you are like on TikTok or anything else, but Instagram especially to kind of help you find these other avenues of getting like connected to the community and getting your recipes out there. as So Instagram is kind of your hub. I would definitely say Instagram is my hub. And I will also say, because I started on Instagram, I was able to cultivate quite a few skills that have helped me in blogging and in podcasting. Uh, okay. So tell us what you think those skills are. Yeah, sure. So um, one of the things that I, first photography, when you're at a restaurant, a lot of times things come beautifully plated and, but you're dealing with 
light issues and things like that. So you learn how to get the best lighting or sit near a window. And I definitely carried that into food blogging, understanding composition, understanding lighting, understanding styling. All those actually came from eating out at restaurants and and taking pictures in that environment, even though obviously at home, it's a little more staged and you have a little more time to work with things. I definitely, that definitely enhanced my eating out at restaurants, definitely enhanced that skill and take photography there. I would also say that I really got, got to know and understand my target audience from Instagram. I had mentioned that I, you know, occasionally would post cooking at home or trying trying new things at home. And I saw that that was well-received and that really helped me with some recipe development um, and thinking about the types of ingredients I wanted to use and explore. So that's definitely a skill that I gained through interactions on social media that benefited my blog. Another thing I would say is building building community in that social media space because social media is social. And so I was already following different bloggers listening to their tips and tricks, admiring their photography and the types of content that they created. And that really helped me in building out the type of content that I ultimately wanted to create, both in podcasting and in the food blogging realm. Okay, this is so interesting. So what would you say to someone who did things a little bit backwards, like, you know, started blogging and then kind of explored Instagram as a way to build their business like, do you feel like they're behind or do you feel like they've had to learn the hard way kind of? Do you know what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. And and I would say, I would say no, because social media is constantly changing, right? Yeah. So the skills that benefited me at the beginning of Instagram aren't necessarily the same skills now. Instagram was very basic when I started. It was just posting pictures. The timeline was chronological. We did I feel like we were concerned about likes, but reels didn't exist. Stories didn't exist. So I think, funny enough, it became challenging for me at times to keep up with all the different trends of the platform. Uh And so I think somebody coming in new might not have that history and they can learn with a fresh mind that I think might actually benefit them. Oh my gosh. So Instagram is like this ever evolving friend. (laughs) And it just depends on like when you get into the friendship. And that like determines how you use it really, because it does change all the time from when you started in what year did you start Instagram? I want to say it was like 2020. It was early. Okay. It was like 2013, 2014, maybe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like a totally (laughs) different situation now. I mean, now it's like you have to be doing reels. And do you see, okay, so the reels thing, do you see that continuing just out of curiosity? I do, but I'd be curious to see what happens now that they're just a couple weeks ago, they added threads. Yeah. So as they add new features, sometimes I feel like other features get deprioritized or become less relevant. So I think Reels may be here to stay, but I definitely see other tools in the app getting a lot more shine. So so we'll see what happens. Okay, food bloggers, who is ready to learn a ton, grow your business by leaps and bounds, build lasting relationships, 
eat delicious food, and laugh a lot. If this sounds like something you're up for, consider joining us at the fall retreat in just a few weeks. We have just a couple bedrooms left, and we'd love to have you join us. Currently, there are a handful of inspiring, smart food bloggers signed up who are ready to join me in a mansion in Minneapolis, Minnesota, my hometown, the weekend of September 21st, 2023. I have hosted a handful of these retreats every year for the past few years, and they are so powerful every single time. Included in the cost in this lovely weekend together, three nights lodging in a lovely rental property, a customized dining experience hosted by a private chef who will cater to any allergies or food restrictions or preferences that you have, all food for the duration of the retreat, headshots to use for your blog or social media, 12 hours of masterminding, collaborating, learning, and of course, all of the laughter and fun that will naturally evolve from this retreat. Also, every attendee gets their very own bedroom. I am speaking to the introverts who are listening, like myself, who need their own space to recharge. Upgrade your peer group, your business, and your mindset by joining us for these few fun days. Head over to eatblogtalk.com forward slash retreat to apply. Go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash retreat. Grab one of the last bedrooms available. I cannot wait to see you there. And then as far as Instagram goes, are you just like in, like no matter what happens, no matter how it evolves, you are going to continue using that as kind of your hub for learning? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think when I think about all the social media platforms, Instagram is definitely the one I spend the most time on. And namely, I think because it is so visual and I'm always learning something new. And it's funny, you mentioned Reels. Reels are such a powerful educational tool that the app has. So I I learn a lot about using the app through Reels. I learn a lot about photography tips through Reels, food styling through Reels. So I, I think that it's here to stay for me because I'm committed to that lifelong learning in any way I can to enhance my brands. I'm curious how the time commitment in Instagram has changed for you since, you know, 2013 or whenever you started to now. How much time do you spend in the platform learning and just kind of observing and building that community and all of the things? You know, it's such a part of my daily life. I probably don't think about how much time I spend on it, but I spend a lot of time. I I can't think of a day that I'm not on it. But that community in Instagram, you know, some people I, I met for the first time actually at the Tastemaker Conference, but we've been friends for years and uh, I've learned and, and, and I've been able to grow through my interactions with them and through following them and their journeys on Instagram. And so I, I would say I'm probably on it much more than when I began. But what I will say is even that has evolved for me. There was a point where I was looking at, okay, I need to post every day. I need to post at this time. I need to make sure I'm posting stories. And I actually took that pressure off of myself as it comes to the Instagram platform. And I really use it uh, as a social tool and to really just share the experiences that I'm having and to just share my my content for my blog and podcast. Mm, That's so cool. And then numbers, have you ever been in the phase that you've just been like obsessed with your follower count like I need more I need more oh yes I I mean I'm I'm like teetering right now at 7,000 right and and I hit it and then I lost followers and for the longest time I remember I have to get to 10k I have to get to 10k like I I was obsessed with that and um, I would say about I don't know a year ago probably I stopped thinking about that as a goal um, one of the things that actually helped that is I looked at people with less follower counts who were monetizing their blogs mm. and their podcasts. And, um, I was like, you know what, uh, 
I need to shift focus. Mm. <laughs> if I really want to uh, have a thriving blog, I can't, my mind can't be concentrating on social media, social media, social media. And so I, that shift helped me actually to enjoy Instagram a little more. And I think use it for what I feel is it, it's like intended purpose, which is to be social and, and, and to learn. Yeah, it's so easy to get obsessed with those numbers. I've been there. I have definitely <laughs> been there. But I feel like things grow more when you can kind of take your eyes away for a little bit and just focus on what you're saying, like why you're doing this in the first place, the community, the all the social aspects of it, and not the numbers, right? Just It's kind of like a relief to really release your eyes from it for a, a bit. Yes, definitely. I agree. And then I want to ask about your podcast because it is a foodie-themed podcast. I have a heart for foodies who go into podcasting because I think it's such a powerful way to grow your business. And it's something that's so discounted and not thought about because it's like, well, it's food. It's visual. How do I talk about food? But there's so many ways to do this. So yes. yeah, go ahead. I want to hear a little bit more about like why you decided to do this and what your like what are your dreams for the podcast? Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's funny. I, I don't know that I've been ever asked what my dreams are for mm. my podcast, but that is such a great question. So I can start with the title. The title is Table 86. For many people who've worked in the restaurant industry, they know when when you're out of something, it's 86th. <laughs> yep. And so that title really embodies the intent behind creating and the inspiration behind the podcast, because I wanted to talk with people who were underrepresented in the industry or cast out of the industry, for lack of a better term, hear, and hear their perspectives. That's really what drove the creation of the podcast. Already being someone interested in supporting Black-owned businesses and learning more, as I mentioned before, about Black foodways, I really wanted the podcast to be centered on conversations with those people and having their perspectives heard and giving them some shine. And so initially, funny enough, I just reached out to people on Instagram who I followed, who I was interested in. Either they had a product I had used or was interested in using, or they were doing something inventive like Black and Bold, the coffee brand. I believe they were my second guest before they even blew up. They blew up like the next year. Ooh. I uh, had a, a woman who was located in Virginia who did social justice cakes. Like she did oh. social justice related sayings on different cakes. And I just found that fascinating. Another one of my favorite guests was the food truck scholar. And this is a woman who explored the history of black owned food trucks. And That's she had her own podcast. So I just found these people interesting and I wanted to have conversations with them and in terms of like dreams for my podcast, I would say I just love having those conversations. I love my dream for the podcast is to give shine to people and help them in their pursuit of developing their own businesses and their brands. And because I've seen people blow up and, and, and be successful, I wouldn't say because of my podcast, but post my podcast, I, I'm just happy to have participated in a small part of telling their story. Oh, Gio, that was so beautiful. I love all of that. And you have such a heart for people, I can tell. And just like showing up and serving them in, in the ways that you can and really providing like a community. Wow, that was really cool. Goodness. Okay, so do you feel like Instagram has helped to shape your podcast? Do you feel like without Instagram, you wouldn't have 
had this rounded out idea about what it is and what you want for it? Oh, absolutely. I I think the interactions, the content that I was consuming on Instagram heavily influenced the nature of my podcast, the guests that I ended up having on my podcast, all that I actually owe it to Instagram because otherwise I would have never discovered these people. And so I I think it's a a powerful, I would say it's a powerful research tool in addition to being a community building tool. Mm. So the message I'm receiving from you is Instagram is powerful. Get to know it and then listen, like tune in, listen to what it's telling you and build a business around those messages. Absolutely. And from even a perspective of how it can benefit you. Like I said, like I follow things I like. I imagine most people would follow things they like and that they're interested in. There's a story to tell there as well. I think that uh, pay attention to the types of content you're constantly engaging with, you're constantly liking, because I, I think that that has definitely impacted some of the strategies that I use for my blog in, in terms of the type of content I might put on my blog or or what's trending, things like that. If there's somebody listening or maybe many somebodies who are frustrated with Instagram, because I know this can be a theme with just getting stuck on those numbers, you know how it is, like, why isn't it growing? I want more. I don't want to do reels. Like there are frustrations that come with it. Do you have any words of wisdom or encouragement for them? Yeah. So well, something uh, a friend of mine told me recently is he was like, think of your content, not for the blog, but for Instagram. He said, think of your content as disposable. He's like, don't put so much pressure on the type of content you're putting on Instagram. You already have an eye. You know, you take great pictures. You know, you can create reels, but take your that pressure off of you because it's only going to be seen for a finite amount of time. And I think for me, that was a really important message because I did see myself in the past obsessing about different things, follower count, the type of content I put there and things like that. So I mentioned like a year ago, I kind of stopped thinking about follower count. Now I I don't think as much about what I'm posting as long as it aligns with the mission of my brand. I'm I'm good with it. And so that's the advice I would have for other people too you know, don't worry so much about follower count as long as the content you're putting out there aligns with your brand and you're proud of it. Stick with that. I I think you'll have more success that way. And I think some of your message too is just releasing that perfectionism and just putting things out that matter to you and not worrying so much like, is this going to impact the entire world? But just doing things consistently. Yes, yes. Consistency is key. And I know when we talked before that that was advice that you even had for me, like, you know, and that was very valuable advice. I appreciate it. Oh, yes. Consistency is very undervalued, but wow, it can be powerful when you actually follow through consistently over time with things that you know are, are beneficial, that are worthwhile. This is a powerful chat. I don't know if I expected quite the depth, but this has been amazing. Is there anything we've forgotten that you feel like we should touch on, Geo, before we say goodbye? Yeah, one thing that I think, I've I've mentioned a number of things that was helpful to me, but one of the things that I found most helpful is a recent conversation I had with a mentor where he said, as you're building your brand, think about the three to five values you have that you, you don't want to waver on. And he said, use those 
to help develop that brand and to help create your content. And that just has has stayed with me. And I, I think it's really important, no matter what platform you're on, to always lean back on those three to five values. Mm. How do you determine those values? Because I could go on and on like, oh, that value sounds good. That one's great. Like, how do you get to three to five? Yeah. So I, I mentioned when I started Geo's Table, my philosophy has been the same since the beginning, eat well, share experiences and cultivate community. And when I had that conversation with my mentor, that was an aha moment for me. Like I was like, these are my three values, right? I think for anybody looking to create values, I would uh, write down a list of 10 and start circling the rank them in order one to 10. And the top five are the ones that you really want to lean into at that moment. One other thing my mentor said to me is that those values can change as your brand evolves, right? So when you have that list of 10, number five might fall off at some point and get replaced with another one. But just having that core list of 10 things that you're really committed to and are really important to you, I think is the way to go. Ooh, you just gave us all permission to change things because it's easy to like set in like, these are my values and I have to stick with these for five years. And that's not necessarily the case. We can evolve with our values and our businesses and that is okay. Absolutely. So thank you for giving us all permission to that to do that. <laughs> this has been so great. Thank you, Gio, for your time today and for sharing all of this amazing, awesome value and insights. We appreciate you. Do you have a favorite quote or words of inspiration to leave us with? I actually do. Uh, it's it's by the queen, Oprah. Woo. And she said in a commencement speech once, harness your power to your passion. And that is something that's in my email signature. I have it on the wall in my office. Harness your power to your passion. Oh, Oprah's amazing. I love her. I love her work. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to end. We'll put together show notes page for you, Geo. If you want to go look at that, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash Geo's table. Tell everyone where they can find you. Mention your podcast, your blog, your socials, everything. Sure. So um, you can find me on my favorite platform, Instagram um, at Geo's table. That is G E O S. T-A-B-L-E. Uh, my blog is geostablephl.com. And then my podcast, uh, which season three is coming in September, is Table 86 Podcast. And that's on um, pretty much all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, and, and many others. Awesome. Everyone go check Geo out and all of his amazing content. Thank you so much for being here, Geo, And thank you for listening, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you posted it to your social media feed and stories. I will see you next time.